You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the final Valentine's News podcast of the 2021 Giants season, which is mercifully coming to a close on Sunday when the Giants host the Washington football team. Lots and lots to talk about with uh, with the Giants and here to help me uh, sort of uh, bring an end to, to this season and talk about what uh, what might be to come is Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants and Giants Country. Patty, how you doing? I am doing well, Ed. We finally made it through the end of this miserable season, so I think we all deserve a, uh, a either a vacation or something special for all our, our stress and suffering and whatnot. Well, I, I don't know about you, Patty, but I am taking a few days here in, in January at some point. Uh, to uh to 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 relax a little bit get a little r&r here just uh just get away for a few days so but but it's going to be a busy month anyway it looks like so uh you know playoffs or no playoffs it seems like with the giants january is always a busy month yeah and for the wrong reasons unfortunately usually there's a question about who they're going to hire as coach or who in this case it's going to be who's going to be a new gm um a lot of decisions that need to be made and Everybody's got an opinion about what they should do, and nobody knows what John Mara and Steve Tisch are planning to do. I don't know if they even know for sure what they're going to do, but uh, fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a wild ride. Yes, it is, Patty. Let's talk about Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge just a little bit. I want to get into... uh into the foundational pieces on the franchise in terms of players a little bit later, but, but we have to talk about Dave and Joe at this point, as we're heading into the final weekend of the season, we're almost certain that come Monday, Dave Gettleman will no longer be giants GM. I mean, the, the scuttlebutt is that Dave's going to retire. It's, it's pretty much impossible to see how the giants could go forward with Dave, um, I can't I can't see how they could sell that at all. Could you, Patty? No, not really. I mean, look, from a personal perspective, I, I've said this before. I like Dave. He's a cancer survivor like I am, like like uh, you are, I believe. Good. You know, he we've never had issues with him, you know, being this this grouchy old man. Like I think some of the pl- former players have accused him of being. But look, the record, the record speaks for itself. And. You just can't continue down this path. You've had four years to fix this, and you haven't. If anything, you've made it worse. So it, the time's come. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I think everybody sees that, Patty. And, and the, the larger question is, 
who replaces Dave once they make that choice and, and just uh, your own perspective on what you would like to see the giants do as they search for a new GM. I want to see a George young two situation, meaning go outside the organization, get somebody who is an up and coming director, of player personnel, VP of player personnel, who comes from a winning team, a team that has had success building its roster, bring that person in, say, okay, you've got carte blanche, whatever you feel is going to fix this franchise, whether it's get a new head coach, whether it's get a new quarterback, whether it's get a new locker room attendant, whatever you feel needs to be done, do it. That's what they did with George Young. And it was, and listen, it requires a leap of faith because you're bringing in somebody from the outside who you might not necessarily know or be as familiar with, but you have to take that leap of faith in this case because sticking with what you have known hasn't worked. And, you know, at this point, can it hurt to try something different? I don't think that it can. No, it probably can't, Patty. So let's let's talk about the the other part of that equation, that being head coach Joe Judge. Now, I will say this. At at the beginning of this season, probably halfway through this season, maybe through week 10, I would have thought there's no way that we're going to be talking about Joe Judge losing his job at the end of the 2021 season. And yet the one thing that I thought, you know, could not happen for him to stay is the thing that has happened. This thing has gone completely off the rails. I mean, you're don't, you're not seeing a player revolt, but you're seeing football not being played by the New York giants at an NFL caliber level. You're seeing comments made by the head coach, which started a few weeks ago with the classic, I coach the players, I don't pick the players stuff, which I hadn't heard from Joe until just the last couple of weeks. You've heard a crazy six-minute rant about about the culture that was being built. And then the other day you heard an 11-minute rant and, and to me, that speaks of a, you know, about the, the internal culture, not the progress on the field, but the internal culture. And all of that, to me, speaks of a coach who's desperate to prove to ownership that he should stay. Um, where are you on Joe at this point? If it's up to you, I mean, do you bring him back for a third season? Do you wipe the slate clean? And I'm curious if you sense the desperation in Joe that I do. I do sense desperation. I sense frustration because I think Joe coming in did have a plan and that plan has basically blown up in his face. Um, Some of it is not his fault, you know, the injuries. And, you know, I get it. Every team has injuries. That said, it's not how many you have, it's who's they're affecting. And when you you lose your quarterback, your middle linebacker, you lost your left tackle for part of the season, you lost your running back for part of the season, you haven't had all your receivers and tight ends on the field at at any game, any point during the season for any, you know, I, I think six snaps is what I saw at one point. So that's 
you know, I get that, but every team has that. You know, they have some kind of injury situation where they're missing a key player and they overcome it. Now, can you make the argument that, okay, well, the Giants just have one after, after another after another? Maybe, but, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people like to use injuries as an excuse. So as far as where I stand with Joe, um, I say let the GM sort that out, number one. If, I, if I'm advising the Maras and Tishes on what to do, I say don't interfere. Let the GM make that call. If I'm the GM, and I, by the way, I, it's funny, over on, on my YouTube channel, a few people said, you should be the GM. And I'm like, I don't want that job. No, thanks. But if it were my call, Ed, um, I think I would give Joe another year. I know this is going to be unpopular. I think I would give him another year. But if I'm the GM, I might work a little bit, um, I don't want to say holding his hand, but there are things Joe needs to do differently. And I wrote about this on Giants Country. You know, Joe's got to get out of this, okay, well, this worked at Alabama and this worked at New England. I'm sorry, Joe, this isn't New, New England or Alabama. So I think I, he needs a more experienced voice in his ear. And if you think about it, Ed, you know, the whole point of hiring, you know, some of the coaches he hired was that he had guys who had previously been head coaches. But, you know, Garrett's gone. Um, Freddie Kitchens wasn't really a successful head coach. Um, I don't know about Derek Dooley. I don't remember what his record was as a head coach. I think he was. And was there one more guy that, that was a head coach? I can't remember if there was another Jeremy one. Jeremy Pruitt, who's the Jeremy senior Pruitt. defensive assistant. Okay. Yep. So, and, and you know, I, I apologize. I don't remember what his record is. But the point is, is, you know, having a head somebody who had been a head coach before can tell you how to solve, you know, a problem in a locker room or, you know. But when it comes down to winning, you, you've that's that's a totally different scenario. And, you know, I think you need a GM from a good program, a winning program, a successful program with building personnel who can maybe help Joe through some of that. And Dave Gettleman, you know, he had the one winning season in Carolina. He was with the Giants prior, you know, obviously when they won their two Super Bowls. But things change. The game changes. And you need somebody who can keep up with the trends and what's working today in the NFL versus what worked 10 or 15 years ago. Patty, I hate to tell you, I know you don't want to be GM, but, but I spoke to John the other day and I told him to call you. You could be my <laughs> assistant GM then. If I'm going to go down, you're going to go down with me. <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I want that job, Patty. I really don't know if I want that job. You know, I, well, I, my I, first act as GM is going to be to name you the GM and I'll just say that. <laughs> <with the money. laughs> All right, then. All right, then. Uh, I'm not sure how that would work, but, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that would be interesting, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I just hope that they're willing to recognize, and we're talking about ownership here that it's been 10 years of this. It's been 10 years of, the giants way turn to people that we know in the front office in the gm chair you know it turned to turn to familiar to familiarity and i just hope they're willing to go outside of that and realize that 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 they need a fresh approach and that they need to to bring in people and let them do their jobs absolutely you know just 
look for the wilderness years one you know you were alive for that i know i was alive for that i was young and i didn't really kind of appreciate it or really get into it towards until the end of it thank goodness because that's when i started to really understand stuff but you can't keep having interference i mean i i get it it's a collaborative effort but I think ownership and, you know, I don't know how involved John Mara is on the day-to-day -day operations, but be supportive, yes. But when you start saying things like you have to do this or we recommend that you hire Jason Garrett as your offensive coordinator, you know, and, and I'm not saying I know that for a fact. I mean, I'm just speculating here based on how things went. Who's going to say no to the guy who signs your checks? I mean, if your boss came to you and said, hey, Ed, I recommend you hire John Doe for your staff. And you know John Doe sucks. Are you going to hire him? You're, of course you are. Your boss is telling you basically to do it. So, I mean, you got to support the, the people, but, you know, sound service a sounding board, but get out of the way and let them do their jobs. That's why you're hiring them. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Patty, let's, uh, let's turn from Gettleman and, and Judge and talking about, you know, maybe the new GM to talking a little bit about the roster itself. And Joe talks a lot about building a foundation and foundational pieces and, and things like that. And, and what I really want to talk about here is who are the foundational pieces on this team that you can build with, that you can win with, guys that you feel like, I want this guy here for the next four or five years. This is a guy who, who not only is a good player, but this is a guy that I, I can build this franchise with. And, and let's, let's start on, on the offensive side of the ball. And, and uh, for you on the offensive side of the ball, who are the foundational pieces you know, the guys that, that you have to have going forward on this offense. Are you talking in terms of everything or contract driven? Let's clarify not, that. Not contract driven, Patty, just guys who you look at on the field and say, this is a guy who is a core piece to this program that I can win with, you know, you know, going forward for the next few years. 
Andrew Thomas, right off the bat, I think if he comes back healthy, you can make a case for Gates, Nick Gates. Um, I, to me, the jury's out on Daniel Jones because they haven't done him any favors. So I tend to give the give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, get a good offensive line in front of him, and a good scheme in place. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say, yes, you could probably build with him. But, you know, obviously the next got to resolve itself and they've got to, like I said, get a good system and a good line in place. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't know that I would say Saquon only because of the injury issues. But again, Saquon's in a similar boat as Daniel in that. They haven't done him any favors with the scheme and with the offensive line. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Tight ends, they're going to have to redo, point blank. I mean, Kyle Rudolph has not been what they thought they were getting, and Evan Ingram's not coming back. I, I just don't see that. Um, let me see. Receivers, I guess you could say Kadarius Toney, um, even though he's been in and out of the lineup and, and – you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because this was just a, a lost year. Um, Galladay, I think because of the contract, I think you have to hold him for at least another couple of years. Shepard, I think, is gone after this year. Slayton, I'm not, you know, Slayton's on a rookie deal. So, you know, you got him cheap, but he hasn't really done much. I mean, really not a whole lot, to be honest with you, Ed. I mean, Joe will sit there and say, well, I want them all back. Well, yeah, of course you're going to say that. But I, I don't know that there's a lot of guys, you know, that you, that you can honestly say or have established themselves as core guys. You have, a, you have, like I said, Andrew Thomas, and then you have a bunch of guys that, you know, you got to give the benefit of the doubt because of the circumstances. And, you know, it, it's not a slam dunk with them. No, it's not. Let's talk just a little bit more about Daniel Jones and about Saquon Barkley. Where do you stand on Daniel Jones as far as next year, as far as the fifth year option? Uh, folks at Big Blue View know where I stand on on Jones. So I think they know that that I think he should be the quarterback next year. Uh, just because I really don't think there's there's a better option or way to acquire a better option that makes sense. So where do you stand on Jones heading into 2022? I'm with you there. I do not pick up the fifth year option. All right. What I do is, you know, look, it, it, it's kind of a, a crossroads for the giants as an organization, especially if they're planning to keep Joe another year. So for that reason alone, I would not pick up the fifth year option. What I would do is say, okay, you know what? If Joe's coming back and he wants Daniel as the quarterback, fine. But Daniel, sorry, I'm not picking up your fifth-year option. And this is a contrast. This is a difference from what I was saying earlier in the year where I said, oh, it's a no-brainer. This was before the, te the, the season went off the rails. This was before the neck injury. You know, you just can't keep having a quarterback getting hurt time and time again. All right, that adds up after a while. So to me, I say, okay, you know what? If I'm keeping Joe, go ahead, keep Daniel a year. Let him go through the season with hopefully a better offensive line and a better offensive system that takes better advantage of what he does well. And if he continues to look as he has, you know, basically stuck in the mud these last couple of years, 
then I say, you know what? Bye. I'm next year, you know, the 2023 draft class going to have a little bit better quarterback talent. Bye, Daniel. I'm moving on because you figure at that point, well, if they have another season like they had this year, they're going to be they're going to pick in the top half of the draft anyway. So then maybe you, you I don't know, you ne negotiate a trade or something or you do something to move up if you need a quarterback. But uh yeah, I I give them the benefit of the doubt and see what happens. And a Saquon Barkley, <clears throat> excuse me, a Saquon Barkley question for you, Patty. When I look at Saquon, I love the kid. I still love the talent. You know, I think he works hard, all of those things. I just think Saquon Barkley was the wrong pick at the wrong time for the New York Giants. But at this point, that's water under the bridge. The question for the Giants right now is what kind of commitment do they make to Saquon going forward? And, and here's the question that I want to pose to, to you at this point. Do you go into this offseason, and I'm not saying you, you, know, you, you grab the megaphone and say, I want to trade Saquon Barkley. You know, come at me with offers. I want to trade Saquon. You know, I want to get him off this roster. But if you're in the GM chair, are you, you know, banging the table and saying, I want Saquon Barkley on this roster, or if I get a good offer, you know, and, and, and you'd have to qualify what you think is a good offer. If I get the right offer, would you be willing to trade Saquon Barkley for some draft capital that you could use to to begin to to rebuild some of this roster. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's very many people, if any, on this roster. I mean, Andrew Thomas, maybe I'm making an exception for. It. But can you sit there and tell me that there's nobody on this roster that, you know, is is an expendable? I mean, look, I understand why the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley when they did. And I thought it was short sighted. They drafted him because they figure, okay, let's take some of the onus off of Eli Manning, who had thrown for three straight 600 attempts uh, in a season, which was ridiculous for a guy who was getting older. So let's get the guy a running game. But here's what we have seen with, with without Saquon in the in the lineup. You know, we saw it with Wayne Gallman last year leading the way. Uh, Devonta Booker this year has done pretty well. They can function you know, from a run game perspective without Saquon. Saquon has always been, to me, a feast or famine, a, a, a hit, or, you know, a home run seeker. And sometimes when there are dirty yards to be picked up, he doesn't go for it. He's always looking for that big run, which drives me crazy. So, you know, I get it. Saquon has other talents that maybe Booker doesn't have. You know, he's... he's speed he's a he's, he's a matchup nightmare etc but also he's had a bunch of lower body injuries and does he still have that explosiveness does he still have that that pop that we saw as a rookie and we saw it a little bit i think last week but we need to see it consistently so would i say you know would i keep barkley on this team next year if i don't get any offers absolutely because his cap hit is going to be lower next year than it was in 2021. So that right there, you know, no big deal. Would I rush to extend Barkley to, and make him the highest paid running back in the NFL? Absolutely not. 
if somebody came to me and said, hey, listen, I'll give you a, a first and a third. And I'm just, you know, I'm being generous, I realize, but I'll give you a first and a third and, and maybe a conditional pick in next year's draft for Barkley. I'm jumping all over that, given how much how many holes this team has. And given that, you know, you've got Booker under contract. And again, I know Booker talent-wise on paper is not the same as Barkley, but can we sit there and say that Booker at times didn't look good enough to get the job done? Absolutely, Patty. So let's turn to the defensive side. Foundational core pieces for you that, that you would sit there and say, I want to go forward with maybe not only in 2022, but that can be, you know, longer term pieces, you know, for the Giants to uh, to build around. Leonard Williams, for sure. I mean, I admire that man for, for playing through what he's playing through, despite the fact that the season is done. OK, and has been done for a while. So I think you got to put Leonard Williams in there. Um, Dexter Lawrence, you know, it's interesting. We talk about Daniel Jones's 50 year option, but people don't people seem to forget that they have to decide on Dexter's 50 year option as well he was a first round pick in that same draft as Daniel. I don't think I would pick up Dexter's 50 year option. Nothing against him, but you know, he's basically been a run stopper, hasn't quite developed as the pass rusher that I think they anticipated he could be. So I don't think I would put Dexter in that long-term plan. I think that I would make next year, you know, next year's going to be his fourth season. So that's a show me year for him. Um, Aziz Ojolari, I think has earned the right to be a cornerstone piece. Uh, people will ask me about Lorenzo Carter. Carter, I think I would bring back on a, on a prove it deal because I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, he had the Achilles obviously, you know, last year, which cost him all of last year. And then during this season, he also had an ankle injury, which I suspect slowed him down. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, yes, for next year, you'll get a one year prove it deal, but you got to prove it to me that you're long-term. Um, I'm trying to think Jalen Smith, I would take a, a flyer on. I've liked what I've seen from him. Uh, haven't seen enough of Ellerson Smith. Um, Zimenez, I think is gone after this year. It's pretty obvious. The coaches have no use for him. Let's see in the secondary, uh, McKinney for sure. Xavier McKinney. Um, don't know Bradbury's going to survive, to be honest with you. Bradbury's got a huge contract, and I, I just wonder if they're going to be able to keep that contract. I think they have to keep Adoree Jackson because of that contract. I think he's got guaranteed money over the next couple of years. Logan Ryan, um, I would keep him, maybe not for the long term, but I like Logan's leadership. Um, I thought maybe his play dropped off just a tad this year, but... That could just be a benefit of the whole team kind of just slipping. But I think I would keep Logan for a couple of years. And let's see, I know I'm uh, Aaron Robinson. I think I would I would make a core player. Um, who am I forgetting here? Adoree Jackson, maybe? Well, yeah, I, I, Jackson, I think you have to because of the contract. I mean, I, he, he started off slow, got a little bit better, but then injuries popped up. So that kind of bothers me. So what do you do with, what do you do with, uh, with Blake Martinez? Who's a guy that's got the big contract entering his third year. Yeah. 
I find that one to be a tough one, Patty, because that's a tough one, but I, I keep him. I would keep him because the leadership, he's smart. You know, I, I want to see how well he comes back from this injury. So if he comes back and he looks sluggish and all of a sudden now the tackles that he was making within three yards of the line of scrimmage, he's now making the same amount of tackles outside of three yards. Then I might say, okay, you know what, Blake, thank you, but we got to move on. Um, but I would bring him back. Definitely. <laughs> all right, Patty. So, I mean, it's just, it's just not a lot of guys who are, you know, bang the table guys that, that, you know, you have to have going forward. Um, it, it's just not enough. And, no. and that is a big part of the reason why the giants are where they are. And, and why we even talk about, you know, the kickers, you know, Gano, I would keep, I, I would get a new punter. I mean, Dixon's just been too inconsistent for my taste. Can I, can I try out for that job? I punted in eighth grade. <laughs> if you could be more consistent, go for it. Well, I can <laughs> probably, they, you know, I can probably consistently hit 25 yard punts. <laughs> I don't well, know if that works. <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, they might as well keep Riley Dixon. <laughs> Although they could pay you for a lot less and probably get the same results. Sure. I, I would take that paycheck for a little I'm while. I'm sure you would. Anyway, Patty, you know, it's uh, unfortunately for, for you and me and for Giants fans, we have once, once again reached January. We've once again reached the end of the season. And we are once again in what will be hiring and firing season for the Giants instead of playoff season. So uh, I'm sure that, that you will have a, a lot of coverage at, at uh, Locked On Giants, a lot of coverage at Giants Country, as we will as well. So uh, Giants fans, there will be plenty to read about in uh, both of our sites and, and plenty to hear about on both of our podcasts. So uh, tune into both of those. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.